Six, min- uh, six minutes past nine. Welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday, wherever you are watching or listening. It's great to have your company uh, download the Tab app. That's one way to go about it. Or if you're on the radio out and about, it's uh, it's always a great pleasure having you with us on a Saturday morning, a race day on what is certainly a, uh, a sombre time in Melbourne. Because we learnt um, uh, yesterday morning of the passing of Dean Lester, at the age of 54. I'm um, going to say... Uh, uh, a welcome into a man who knew him so well, and he's here with his tips and selections on a pretty tough morning, I'd imagine, and a tough week for all in racing in Melbourne. Mark Hunter, I'm not going to say, well, good morning to you, but it's um, a very somber time, I've, I've no doubt, uh, in, in Melbourne with the passing of Dean. Morning, Richard. Yeah, look, it's, it, it, you know, I was out at Dean's house a couple of weeks ago there, and he was talking 12 months there. He said, you know, hopeful. I should get 12 months. He's talking about watching Lockie, you know, Lockie playing the Queen's birthday game. And he said, I'll, I'll watch what they do to the Cox Plate. I'll still be around then. And uh, yeah, things turned south very quickly there last weekend. Um, you know, I went in to see Dean on, what's today, Saturday, Thursday, and said our goodbyes. Mm. Not great. No, I mean, no, for those that may not have known Dean, I mean, we're, t- we're talking about a guy that was generally pretty positive and. Um, I mean, what 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 was his demeanour most of the time? Look, he he was dealt a hand that just isn't fair um, in life. You, you didn't realise you just you guys get to listen to him each Saturday and just hear him read out winner after winner. And if you got a chance to see what he worked through and what he had to go through every day just in life, it's um, it wasn't a fair hand, and it got worse and worse as you know the last twelve eighteen months. He was extremely positive. He never whinged. Was always entertaining. I'd be sitting here reading out the tips with you on a Saturday, you, you might pronounce one wrong and suddenly I knew the phone would go, there it is, Dean's just text me what race is that horse in or, <laughs> you know, um, I tip William Thomas in my numbers and I'd get a text straight away, you've just got to end that love affair, you've got to end it. And, <laughs> and you're trying to read out the tips and he's attacking you from Cranbourne there over the text. So there was a lot more, he's extremely professional, absolute professional on the air and but off the air, there was a, certainly a different side to him with the humour. He had a great sense of humour um, but, he didn't mind having a shot, <laughs> a cheeky little shot at things along the way. He was fantastic to work with. He brought out the best in you. You knew he he left no stone unturned to give the listeners the best possible advice he could give them, and he made you do the same. You know, you you, you felt like you were cheating if you you didn't look a horse up or didn't didn't go in fully armed with information. You knew he wouldn't. You felt like you were you were cheating and letting everybody down. You, he's the outpouring down here. No surprise, he touched so many people, it's absolutely no surprise. You know, I, I had a chat to Simon Miller, the Perth trainer there last night, who's, he's just been doing it extremely tough. Just said he hasn't slept a wink and been doing it extremely tough and had a good chat to him for about 45 minutes. And yeah, you just, you don't realise what effect um, Dean had in everybody's life. And so many people looked up to him and he's going to leave a massive hole in our racing industry, that's for sure. Beautiful words, Mark. Um, a lovely insight into a man that uh, every every race goer and and punter listened to and admired and and loved. So lovely words, Mark. And 
Yeah, Dean uh, remembered certainly today and, and uh, well into the future. A legend, unfortunately, leaves us. Let's go to Flemington today. And uh, it is Black Caviar Lightning Day, Big Group 1. Uh, the champ nature strip back at the races, but we'll get to that race shortly. Let's go from the top. And 25 minutes to one, we'll start with the uh, the benchmark 84 over the mile, the Australian Childhood Foundation trophy. Let's go down the board. The market for race one at Flemington today sees number one, Carlisle, at $17. Two, Lyrical Lad, 14 Three, Pre to Turn, 41 Four, Bel Toro, $10. Five, Rambler Rebel, 23 Six, Monarch of Egypt, nine fifty seven River Plate at 11 Dollars eight. I'm a Shelby nine dollars nine. Serious liaison at eight dollars fifty. Ten. Storm King thirty four. Eleven. So you see seven dollars. Wishlaw last tab twelve is a three dollars seventy favourite. And thirteen. Daily Bugle a fifteen dollar chance. Wishlaw last looks to keep this run going. Mark in race one. I'm opposing the favourites here. I'm, I'm taking on eleven and twelve. I'm going to tip number four. Bel Toro, who I think. Del Toro's in career best form. That second last time, I think it brings the best form to the race. So that's what I'm working on. It's going to be midfield inside, just needing luck at the right time. But I think at double figure odds, Del Toro's got a terrific chance here to beat a couple of horses who are dead set ready to win. Number two, Lyrical Lad. So the two runs back for an apprentice, got out the back and bowled home beautifully. It's fit now. They've whacked Jay Mott on. It's out to the mile, which is perfect for it. It's got a great hope. Nine series liaison out of the same race. Jogged around, got held up, finished eighth, should have finished a whole lot closer. Blake Shin, 55 and a half, home track, good barrier. And six, Monarch of Egypt, who comes through the same race and beat them home, but had a clearer passage than the other two. I think they can turn the tables. So good little value race for your multiples. I like number four, four, two, nine, and six. Race two, Flemington. The Tab Vanity, three-year-old fillies, group three, 1,400 metres. Usually throws up a pretty smart filly here. Number one, uh, see you in heaven. The Adelaide filly comes across here, and she's, she's a $3.60 favourite. Number two, Zenzella, $41. Three, Papillon Club, $8. Four, Queen Air is at 12 Five, Climbing Star, five fifty. Six, Wallenby, sent a bit of her in Sydney. She's a $13 chance here. Seven, Royal Merchant, five fifty. Eight, Presidium Arch at $15. Number nine, Nunthorpe. Uh, good test here for Nunthorpe, four sixty. And number 10, Love Nest at $126. Some Group 3 black top up for grabs for the girls here, Mark. This is the beauty of this race. Gee, there's some good chances here. I'm going to tip number nine, Nunthorpe, who's coming through weaker races, but trialled enormous before that first up win and did a good job there on a track that probably didn't suit it. Went to the lakeside, sat on the speed, controlled that and kicked. I think it'll find the front. It should roll forward for Jamie Carr, find the front, dictate the race. We have got a breeze that might uh, hinder leaders down here in Melbourne. So just, or we probably won't know by race two. Hopefully it doesn't affect Nunthorpe too much. If it can get a great run, it'll give a great kick here to beat number four, Queen Air, who had a good campaign last time, resumed. Fantastic trial before Warnable. Got the maiden out of the way, will run well here. One See You in Heaven's a horse that I underestimated last campaign. It just got better and better. Got a great hope, but draws wide with 58 and a half. And I tossed up between six and five. I went with your horse, number six, while I'm by who has got the race fitness on its side. It's getting better with each run. And gets a beautiful run just behind them here for D Oliver. So I think there are five winning chances. I'll go with Nunthorpe to lead, kick nine, four, one, and six. 
Race three at Flemington. Mark Hunter joining us as always, um, going through his tips and selections. Two-year-olds here, the Talendert Stakes. Two-year-olds listed race at 1,100 metres. Uh, down the board sees number one, Cracker Rib, $19. Two, Amur for Godolphin. James McDonald, James Cummings, 460. Open market sees number three, Mahaba, as your favourite here for Graham Begg, $4.20. And the favourite, number four, Scorsese is at $6.50. Five, Tacito, 18. Six, Rhodesian Red is a $14 chance. Number seven, Exposition, 26. Eight, Alonso is at $41. Scratch number nine, 10. 10 Warriors, 81. 11 Feroshi, 51. 12 Extremely Wicked, 7. 13 Hell Queen, $17. The 14 is not there. And 15 Princess to Hello is in the market here at uh, at $7.50. How did you sort the two year olds out for race three, Mark? I think your, your ex horse here, number three, Mahaba, is the best for the day, Richard. It's, the Golden Gift forms worked out really well. And I think that's. Comfortably the best form in this race. Mahaba ran well there. It's since changed stables. Had a ripping recent trial. There looks like good enough speed. It should get a lovely run just behind them here for D-Lane. And I think Mahaba can win. Placings are really even. Number two, Amur. Just keeps getting the job done, so you can't knock that. It'll run well. Uh, 12, extremely wicked. Will go forward on the speed. Just has to run a strong 1,100 metres. And four, Scorsese, who was solid on debut. Uh, gets a nice run just behind the speed and should be fitter for that last run. But I think three wins, three, two, 12, and four. Race four at Flemington today is the Asian Racing Federation Trophy. Lots of conference has been happening down there all week and a benchmark 84 over the 2,000 metres. And we uh, we see number one is scratching. Number two, Memphis, is $101 resuming. Three, Don't Doubt Dory is there at 23. Number four, Nobel Heights is an $8.50 chance. Five, Charm Star at 21. Six, Aran Bay, six fifty. Seven, Hasseltoff, $7.00. Eight to more, an $18 chance. Number nine, Zoltan at $18. Favourites number 10, Fighting Arrow at $5. 11, Independent Road, $7.50. 12, Mimi's Award, $31. 13, Duke of Hastings, $13. 14, The King's Gospel, going great guns in weaker, is here at $19. 15, To Sir, 12. And 16, Country's Light, a $34 chance. Big field here, Mark, for race four, where Fighting Arrow is a $5 favourite. So I like Independent Road here. I'm hoping that leaders aren't disadvantaged, and I'm hoping that it leads. There's not a lot of tempo in the race. They sent it forward last time at the Valley when there were a stack of leaders and just did way too much work. Did a good job to finish where it did. It does its best racing at Flemington. It's got John McNeil from a good gate in the middle. Only two other horses go forward on paper, and they're drawn out wider. So I would think Independent Road finds the front and got a great hope here to beat number six, Aaron Bay, who had its first go at 2,000 last time. I didn't think it would run the trip, but it certainly did. It maybe should have won the race. Draws wide, just needs some early luck, but can win. Ten fighting arrow. Chris Kelthorpe stables on fire. Blake Shin's just riding everything perfectly down here. It'll run well. And a good little roughy down the bottom. This is a nice horse, number 16, Country's Light. It's had the three runs back from a spell. It's raced itself into form. Only won a maiden last time, but it's... It's last run before a spell went around sixth here was outstanding. It's a it's a lovely stayer. So it's not even though it's probably completely upgraded, it's not hopeless. 
11, 6, 10 and 16. Uh, race 5 today, uh, Mark, and we speak of sad times, is the Tony Burke Memorial. Phillies and Mares Group 3, 1,400 metres as far as the media world goes. And I think I may have met Tony just the once, but, gee, uh, plenty of lovely messages for Tony over the last week as well. Yeah, I didn't know Tony at all, uh, Richard. I never came across him. I didn't know him. A good friend of mine knew him really well and would visit him every Friday recently up until Tony's passing. And, you know, it's easy to speak highly of someone who's moved on, but I haven't heard a bad word about Tony. It just seems like such a good fella. I didn't, as I say, I didn't know him, but I have not heard a bad word about him. And my mate's a good judge. He thought he was a terrific bloke. Yeah, known as the king uh, to his mates around the media world. So uh, a, a race named in his honour and rightly so, you would think. The Mayor's here going for Group 3. Number 1, El Patroness, $41. 2, Glint of Hope, 51 3, Exolita is an $8 chance. Anavisto, number 4, resumes here. She's a $2.30 favourite. Uh, 5, Cirilio Miss is back at the races as well, $14. Number 5, Rote to Arataki, $5. 7, Vespertine, $9.50. 8, Boogie Dancer, $9.00. 9, Elusive Express at $19.00. And number 10, Niffler here at $16.00. Anavisto, $2.30, Mark, for the Group 3. Is that about right or skinny? How do you see that price? Probably about right. Look, I'm just going to take her on with one horse. I'm going to go each way, number 7, Vespertine, who's had a couple back. Completely unsuited, first up ran well. Went to Sandown last time. Still only second up, got stuck three wide. Leader controlled the race. Vesperton ran well, just blew out late. It's got a messy little gate. Just needs the slot in midfield. Jamie not taking the ride. A slot in midfield, get some cover, and Vesperton will run well. To beat four, Anavisto. Anavisto's got a great chance. It just might lead and win. The only query I've got is that maybe it's better on softer ground. It's the only little issue I might have. A three X a leader, fitter, blinkers going back on, gets a good run behind them, and six right to Arataki, who Jamie Carr's reinvented. She's been sitting it forward up on the speed. I don't think it will cross Anavisto, so it has to sit outside that horse and beat it, and I'm just not sure it can. So just a bit of value with seven, seven, four, three, and six. Race six, Flemington. First look at the quaddy. CS Hayes Stakes, three-year-olds. Group three, 1,400 metres. The boys here, number one, Maximilius is at $51. Two, Bello Bow is a $14 chance. Three, He's Heaven, 26. Four, Bank Mauer at $4.40 uh, $4. uh, in the market. Number five is Elliptical back today, $7. Six, Elkington Road, 16. Seven, Bel Air, 19. Eight, Muramasa, 31. Nine, Fujita-san is a $23 chance. Ten, Daytona. And someone on the text line said, there's your topical tip given that the, the Daytona car race is on this weekend. But anyway, $26 for Daytona. 11, Cadet Ship, 16. 12, Angry Skies, 26. 13, Holy Man's, $8. And 14, Attrition is the favourite here at $3.80, scratch number 15. What do we think in the CS Hayes, Mark? Well, I think the race will be won by the horses blending in. I'll tip number four, Bankmore, on top, who beat elliptical there in a 1,400-metre race at Sandown last prep. Bankmore's had the one run back from a spell, so just got that little race fitness on its side. It, the race sets up really well for Bankmore to be midfield. Uh, leaders get tired. Bankmore blends in to beat number five, elliptical, who he's had three trials back. He's had two without blinkers. He's hopeless. Uh, they put the blinkers on, and I thought he trialed better than alligator blood. Now, he draws wide. I don't think that's a bad thing. That means we have to ride him stone cold. He's done nothing but drift. The horse is flying. He'll run terrific. 
Uh, eight Miramasa, good value chance this horse. It hits a flat spot and get, then gets going hard. It can run well fresh. And I put number six, Elliptic, uh, Elkton and Rodian, sorry, who comes off a break, has trolled well, gets a good run just behind the speed. Maybe the favourite attrition wins. I just thought this was a harder race. I'll go four, five, eight and six. Race seven is the Black Caviar Lightning. Group one, wait for age, a million dollars, a thousand metres. Number one is Nature Strip. And with the tab fixed market, he is a $2 favourite. Number two, I wish I win back today. The Golden Eagle winner at $10. Baller resumes, $16. Number four, Fire, $61. Five is Bella Nepotina at $12. Rockin' Horse came out just before scratching's time this morning. Number six, Rockin' Horse, and he... Any reason there, given Mark? Do we? I did read that it was um, a little bit of a swelling in a leg, and they'll give it some treatment. And they think it'll be. They said it could even be fine by later today. So yeah. they don't. They don't think it's anything major. Right. He's uh, not there today, unfortunately for them. September runs twenty six. Number eight, Marabi, seven dollars fifty. Nine, Buenos Notches, Mark Colt, thirteen dollars. Malayan, number ten, at fifty one dollars. And Cooling Gatta, number eleven is a $6 chance. What a great group of horses come together here, Mark. Yeah, I was going to tip Rock and Horse here, but uh, came in stuck at 7.28. So I'll tip Nature Strip. He's eight years old, and he's probably coming off a run that by his standards was below par before a spell, but just maybe that, that fourth up in Sydney took more out of him than we thought. He's trialled terrific. He's got Marabi and Cool and Getter for company for speed. Uh, Trawn Gate 1, he'll jump. He'll have clear air, nothing around him. He'll work his way to the middle of the track. So we'll go with him to win, to beat number nine, Blindest Notches, who, seen the three-year-olds, can certainly beat the older sprinters. He's trialled terrific. He's raced well down the straight. He's got Craig Williams. I think he'll come out of the pack and give chase hard. Two, I wish i win. But no idea if we can win at 1,000 metres. We have got nothing to judge that on, but it's a completely untapped horse. Looks to trial well. And I put 11 Cool and Getter in. I think Cool and Getter... Well, down here, it's been right place, right time in those Mooney Valley races, drawing low on leaders' tracks. We just want to see it measure up to these horses. So I'll go 1, 9, 2, then 11. Race 8, listed race over the 1,400 metres, and the market sees number one, Banker's Choice, at $17, kicking off the prep. So is number two, Dallas Sun. What a, what a warrior he's been. He's $14. Number three, Scalopini, $7. Four, Uncle Bryn, back at the races, at $7.50. Five, Riazan, $201. Six, Crosshaven, 15 Seven, looks like Elvis, 10 Eight, catch twenty-two seventy-one dollars Nine, Milton Park, 41 10 not an option, 23 11 Biometric at $12. 14 Umgawa, 16 13 Munamek, $7. 14 Daytona Bay is a $4 favourite here. And 15 Hickok at $34. Mark for race eight. Yeah, I think 14 Daytona Bay is the one to beat. It ran first up. Just got held up and forced back near the inside. Had no chance to build momentum, really, and wasn't beaten far. Here, the speed comes from middle out. So I think Jamie Cow rolls forward, gets across into a spot, lets the speed cross her, and just dictates the race from there. And with 54 kilos, should sprint hard to beat 13 Munamek, who should have won last time. On the quick backup, has to handle that, but racing well. Seven looks like Elvis gets back onto dry ground at Flemington, where always races well and three Scalopini. Solid first up, a good trial since. Rolls across from that gate. There doesn't look to be that much pressure up front, so should get a nice run. Just the 60 kilos weight was my little con- uh, late was my little concern. 
I'll go 14, 13, 7 and 3. And race 9, the World Pool Handicap. Bit of a co-mingling action between Hong Kong and Australia with this World Pool Handicap. Benchmark 84, 1,200 metres last of the day. Number 1 uh, struck by $11. 2, Vainstream at 81. Number 3, Jungle Jim, the favourite for the Maronis at $3.80. 4, Jester Dream, 126. 5, Sacred Palace at $8.50. 6, El Rocco, $10. Number 7, Red Hot Nick at $7.50. 8, Gracious Amigo, 101. 9, Sessions Road, 51. 10, to Jumbucks in the market here at $4.80. T- uh, 11, Hello Broadcast, 14. 12, Chartres, 12. 13, Ferretti, 23. Uh, 14, Bullet Rider, 41. And 15, Magic to extend a $23 chance. How's the confidence in race 9, Mark? Yeah, I like it. I like this race. I think you want to be drawn middle out. There's speed, Jungle Gym sort of down near the inside, but there's a few that'll keep him busy. And I just think with 58, the Jungle Gym will get tired. So I'm looking for the ones blending in from the middle out. And that's a horse is number 10, Dejumbuck, who's come back from a spell in great order. A good win last time. Blake Shin absolutely flying. I think Dejumbuck just sits on the shoulders of the leader, gets a great run, passes them, and will be very hard to run down. Terrific value horse here, number 11, Hello Broadcast, who just wasn't suited last time but ran well. It's fitter, gets out to a trip that suits, gets Jamie Carr, 55 and a half, and just draw in the right spot here. Just can follow the the, uh, the jump back line into the race or charge home. 12 Chartres resumes. I think it's the right setup for it to be midfield running on and 15 Magic to exceed, who's big odds. It's consistent, comes across to Victoria with Craig Williams. I just think it's drawn the right spot. So... 10 will run well, 11 a great value chance, 10, 11, 12 and 15. Okay, great program at Flemington today. Mark, could you please recap your best and value for the big day? The best, Richard, race three, number three, Mahaba. The value, not my top pick, but race nine, number 11, Hello Broadcast will run terrific. And I'll give you a quarter here. First leg, four, five and eight. Second leg, one, two and nine. Third leg, seven, 13 and 14 and come home. 10, 11, 12, and 15. Did you do the form for Bendigo at all? Anything of interest there? No, look, the week we've had, Richard, I couldn't even tell you a horse that's running at Bendigo today. I'm sorry. Fair enough. All right, look, Mark, as always, thank you for joining us today. And, um, well, you and I won't do it again next week because this is my last week doing the show. I'm moving on to some different things. But um, I hope you can stay with us because as we – Wish you well for today, Mark, and a tough week for yourself and all of Dean's friends. Let's pay tribute to Dean Lester. My first job, popping horses at Cranbourne, uh, the cocker at the time, Graham Schofield fell ill, and I got the, the gig, and it was good because I'd, they go, I'd used to go up the track a lot, uh, cocking mum's horses, but I'd, I'd just watch a bit of track work, and I knew, you know, I knew all the markers, I knew everything, and, Back in those days, Cranbourne was basically a sand track and occasionally we got the grass. Now they've got uh, four grass tracks and ten tracks in total. I'd be, uh, I, I don't know how to go clocking all those different tracks, Steve, but uh, yeah, they were, they were tremendous times because they built great relationships with trainers and then when I went down the path of jockey managing, it made it very easy. You know, I knew a lot of them socially anyway, but uh, the ones that I didn't, it made it very easy to get on that path that, you know, crushing them about jockeying them. If you look at these horses that win this race, they back up on the Tuesday and they run well, but the ones that run exceptionally well always have the big weight drop and he drops eight kilos. So that's going to help tomorrow. And 
Declan Bates' first ride in the Melbourne Cup from an outside draw, that's going to be the challenge for him. But uh, yeah, I, I liked his win, and uh, whenever we've seen Andreas Foller bring horses to Melbourne, he, he's never far off the mark. I'm very lucky uh, to be in the racing industry. Most of us are working at something that would be a hobby if we weren't working as a job. To be fair, you go through his last 50 or 60 rides, most of them are at 50 or 100 to 1, so uh, he's not getting uh, many opportunities in that regard. He rode a great race because the the horse the week before, he came out moderately out of the gates and they, they were obviously disappointed where he positioned up. So they put the blinkers on. It was a brave move, blinkers first time. About the 1400, I thought it had backfired because he over-raced, but Lockie kept holding him in and and then uh, he just presented at the right time and uh, and he outstayed them. I was born with a condition called spina bifida and uh, it's, it's affected me through my life in various different ways. Um, you know, I had uh, in 2004 uh, kidney failure and I, I do uh, dialysis three to four times a week. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, just been another chapter in the book, Steve, but uh, it's been a fairly significant chapter because it's... Uh, Brings up eight weeks today since I've uh, I entered hospital. They ran home in good sectionals, those horses, which you shouldn't be able to do at the end of 2,500, and that shows how slowly they went. It was uh, going out of the straight. I thought it was going to be a fast derby because Kenzan with the blinkers fired up, but uh, Daniel Moore got him under control pretty quickly, and then they went back to a, a very pedestrian tempo. Watch for Tiger Moth. He's for a European horse. He's very quick out of the gates, and he runs to get like for. A, good furlong he'll run and then he really relaxes but he could run he could roll up i'm hoping kieran just sits out has a good look sees where what the, what the speed is what the options are and then takes his chances with his lightweight but i'm thinking the inside group won't lead but prince of aaron anthony van dyke will hold their spot i've just put so much pressure on myself to do the best i can uh because people have been listening and uh and you know i had a lean shot just around the new year that uh, Winners, but nothing special. And then there was a Geelong meeting on the Wednesday, and uh, honestly, I'd had a pretty rough night, and I was really, really worried about you know tipping. And I thought, oh, I'll go on radio, and I think I'll, you know, I've got a handle on the meeting, and I think we'll go okay. And I think five of the eight won, and best bet won, next best bet won, best roughy won, and you sort of then you realise why you do it. You, you know, you get that. I of getting uh, getting winners for people, so it's not easy, but you've got to just try and ride the bumps and, and uh, the bad days. I think she's got a chance, but I, I would have loved her on a softer ground. I know she won the Turnbull on the dry track, but look how far, how close those horses got to her on a dry track in the Turnbull, and look how far she beat them in the Caulfield Cup. So the soft ground suits her a lot better than the dry ground that she'll get tomorrow. There are some days, Steve, I'd like to at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning on Melbourne Radio talk about the weather or anything else because there's nothing I really like on the program but we're still going to put four tips in every race and uh, I hope we get somewhere near the mark. Probably the biggest catalyst for all of this is Troy Corstens. He trained for Dennis Pagan and Dennis Pagan, if you want to know why he was so emotional, yes he owned and trained a derby winner but it's the race he's always wanted to win. He, he, he's had probably three or four 200 to 1 chances running the derby because he wanted derby runners. That's what he'd tell his trainers and uh, Troy Corsons went and bought this horse for him in New Zealand and uh, he was the, the catalyst for it all coming together. Like nearly over the last four years, I've just, just on a year's earnings, so it's been tricky. And now with no earnings, you know, no earnings at all in the foreseeable future, um, yeah, it was uh, my colleague and one of my great mates, Mark Hunter, who put this idea to me 
And he said, don't be too proud to do this. And I said, I said I'm just tired, Mark. I, I need help. So, yeah, let's give it a go. And uh, we've been totally overwhelmed by the uh, response. So uh, between uh, Mark and another mate, Hamish McLaughlin, and then uh, and looking after it through Andrew Bensley, it's been uh, a great team effort by my mates. So goodbye, my friend. No, I'll never see you again But the time together through all the years Will take away these tears It's okay now